smartwatch 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 Good afternoon, good morning, <laughs> good morning ladies and gentlemen. That is uh, possibly my favourite intro to any technically speaking episode where we see the musical, frankly genius, of uh, our very own Peter Donoghue who joins us today. <laughs> uh, You're very welcome. I am Aaron McAleese, uh, if you didn't know. And uh, this is technically speaking, believe it or not, it has not turned into the worst karaoke night of your life. Smart watch. <laughs> So, uh, guess what we're talking about today? Who would have thought? Uh, we'll be talking about uh, portable DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we'll be talking about smartwatches today. It's something we've been meaning to get onto for a wee while, uh, as we have had, uh, I believe it was our first ever piece of correspondence for the podcast, uh, which goes to Chris. Hola. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we went to school with Chris, uh, we've known him for a, a long time, uh, and he got in touch with us regarding smartwatches. Uh, he was specifically looking for smartwatches uh, around the £200 mark. Um, he was, which you know was a bit of a pain in the arse, Chris, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of very nice watches <laughs> around there. Explicit content. I take it back. Um, no, um, so the £200 ballpark was a really interesting one for us to try and research and figure mm-hmm. out because the Apple Watch goes for about £350 and that's kind of the ballpark of your kind of premium smartwatches. Yeah. So uh, given us that target of sub-£200 was both mm-hmm. frustrating but ultimately uh, we hopefully we've came up with a few decent choices. Um, uh-huh. Well the thing is like I think I think the sub two hundred pound mark is actually a good, um, like a, a good one to give us because a lot of our listeners will probably be about our age because it will be people that we talk to. Yep. Um, so if anybody does want a smartwatch, like students or people who are like working, not for pure massive salaries and stuff like, are good selves won't be looking to go and buy like an Apple Watch. It's not something that you would get an Apple Watch as a gift. I don't think you would go and buy it for yourself. And this is actually, I think it's really interesting. I think there's some great choices. Um, So we've got, how many watches do we have, Peter? Well, I've picked out one, two, three, four watches which are within your budget and one watch which is £50 above the budget. Um, that's just to show you what you could be getting if you were to extend your budget a little bit. Uh-huh. But it's still £100 cheaper than the Apple Watch. Uh-huh. And I mean, that's like an extra £50 to stretch for something that's £250 isn't like... It's not It's not massive. Like You, you could do it if, if, if you thought it would be worthwhile. Yeah. Um, so let's get going with the watches. What is the, what is the first watch that you think would be suitable? For our good friend Chris. Well, the first thing that I wanted to kind of bring up was Chris did leave his own knowledge, and that um, he'd heard of a watch called the Tick Watch, yeah, uh, which is made by a company called Mobvoi. Now, I'd never heard of this, so I went and did a bit of research. Um, they've got a kind of basic range: the Tick Watch S and the Tick Watch E. Um, the Tick Watch E comes in at about one hundred and fifty pounds. Um, now, it's basically your bare minimum uh, Android Wear OS smartwatch. Um, in terms of spec, it's um, it's 
good for what it is, considering it's a full screen uh, smartwatch that's not yeah. in, that's not too thick. Um, it's got things like GPS. It's got a two day battery life. It is water resistant, so um, it was a really good one for us to kind of look at as a kind of base mark. Yeah. Obviously, something this this has been something that Chris was looking at, so it also gave me an idea of what type of device he was looking for. So that kind of influenced the other devices that I ended up researching. Um, but the tech watch in itself seemed like a really solid choice. The only thing I would say to watch out for is a lot of the reviews did mention that the battery life wasn't as good as the two day life that Mobvoi kind of promised. To be fair, I do have the I've got the specs in front of me now. It says forty eight hours depending on the usage so that'll probably be if they are the lowest like, of low yeah um i do think that if you're reading the specs in front of you hearing what you're saying about it the fact chris was aware of it looking at it for 150 pound it is quite pleasing on the eye i'd say so um you see some smart watches my god it's like having like you'd be as well wearing like the Elizabeth Tower with Big Ben on your, totally. on your arm. Like some of them are massive. And it's just due, due to the battery technology most uh-huh. of the time. Being able to satisfy that two-day battery life with all-day usage, you need a yeah. bigger battery. Well, let's hope, let's hope um, Tesla can, can, can help us yeah, out. Yeah, man. Like Elon, as we spoke about last week, if you've not listened to that, go back and listen to the mm. profile on Elon Musk. Yeah, man. But it does look quite um, quite quite a, like a, quite a sleek design, quite... Um, like there's, you can get a range of colours. I think there's like a lime green, a white, and a black. You can yeah. get it in. Um, so I mean, in terms of the actual functionality, Android Wear, um, it's really good in the sense that it comes with a lot of apps already. Mm-hmm. So you're you're already going into an ecosystem. Some of these watches that I'm going to recommend aren't as app heavy. Um, so ones that are maybe made by other manufacturers who it mm-hmm. runs off their own software. Yeah. They're not relying as much on the apps. They're relying on their their own software, and that provides the features. So things like health, things like listening to your music, mm. a lot of the manufacturers build their own versions yeah. and they don't worry about these third-party apps. The bonus with having Android Wear OS is if you do want to download the official Gmail app so you get emails to your phone, you've got that opportunity, you're able to. Um, so it's like a fairly solid marker. Um, well, I think a good way to do this then, would it, would it not be good to sort of like See, out like if you had to give it out of ten, are you talking about the Tech Watch Sport or the Tech Watch Express? Here? So this would be the Sport. Okay. Um, out of ten, considering everything, obviously, like we've said, like the according to reviews and stuff, the battery life isn't as good as it yeah. promises to be. Um, other than that, like if you had to take everything into account, the design, yeah, uh, the like the specs. The price, yeah, out of ten. So for me, the tech watch would probably give like a solid seven out of ten. Like mm-hmm. it is a good device. Um, I don't know if the way I would use a smartwatch would differ from the way Chris would use it. But oh. for me, the apps aren't a huge selling point. For me, it's about I'd actually rather have a device that maybe does fewer things, but maybe maybe does them better. better. Um, so I'm going to go on to have for, to a few kind of different devices which all have different feature sets okay. that are a bit more kind of limited than what the tech watch has. Uh, and then I'll round up with someone something that has even more features in the tech watch at the end. Okay. Um, so to kind of move on from that, the first watch that really th- I thought would be a, a 
contender was the Nokia Health Steel HR watch. Okay. Um, now, Nokia Health um, are basically a company who rebranded from Withings. So it's a company called Withings. They were a French company and they made uh, really, really nice smartwatches. They had the Steel HR, they had the the Withings Pop, I had the Withings Pop, which was a rubber kind of pop version. It was more like a cheap, accessible version. Okay. Um, the smartwatch that I thought would be really good for Chris is the Steel HR, so I'll let you load it up, man, on the keys, okay. so you can have a wee nosy. Steel HR? That's the one. Okay. So in terms of the specs, the things that really stood out for me is you've got a 25 day battery life which is unmatched wow. for anything else that I'm going to see. <laughs> Same. Um, wow. Yeah. Now looking at the watch aesthetically obviously you can get a good idea of it as this is a podcast but if you do look up it looks like a normal watch. Yeah. If you're just looking at it normally and it's got a small um, I think it's an e-ink circular display where the 12 o'clock kind of hand, hand would normally be yeah uh, and in there that's where it will display uh, critical information like your heart rate any push notifications and kind of any other kind of relevant information that you're wanting to be placed there so the whole point of this this smartwatch isn't so much that you interact with the watch itself it will track all your steps um, it's totally water resistant up to 50 meters so if you're properly swimming um, it will track all your exercise but in terms of actually interacting you still use your phone uh-huh. Um, now this is something that I preferred, um, having my f- having my watch vibrate in the morning to wake me up and having my watch vibrate when I had a text message I found to be a lot less intrusive. Mm-hmm. For me just the way I work, the way I kind of go about actually looking at my phone and seeing a text message for me was just too inconvenient, screen was too small, I just didn't get any proper satisfaction out of using a full screen uh-huh. smartwatch. I, I think we're, with, with a smartwatch I've got to say Smartwatches for me are a, they don't, they just, they don't get me going. Yeah, uh, I mean to be honest with you there are some smartwatches which do it better, so I'll go on to talk about the Galaxy Gear S3 at the end, mm-hmm. but it's got a twistable crown, and the Apple Watch has got the, the dial at the side, Yeah, and they use the twist mechanism as a way to kind of scroll. So rather than having to scroll through a tiny 1.4 inch whatever display, yeah. you're actually able to use the crown, which is a lot more in terms of user experience, makes it much easier to use. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that the software is at, is at a point yet where it is just seamless, as yeah. seamless as it would be, to pull out your phone. If you've got a text message, the best way to do that is to p- pick out your phone, you've got the full quarter display, you may as well just go for it there, rather than looking at it on your phone your watch on your wrist, I don't know what benefit that gets you. Um, I think... So this one really stood out to me. Um, you get your notifications pushed through, pushed through, which is not something that all the smartwatches do. Um, you can also get customisable bands, so you're not limited to the band. That, I'm looking at the that, bands, um, the bands are pleasing. I really like the display. Um, I have to say as well, uh, that with this watch, you do get a two year warranty and 30 day returns. Uh, and for me, like this seems like quite a decent. Like if I were to go for a smartwatch, it would probably be something like this because I don't want it to be like some smartwatches just seem really intrusive. Yeah. Like, I know a few people with smartwatches, and they're just constantly looking at it. And yeah. I'm like that. I, I, I don't want to be like I, I. I'm on my phone quite a lot, but I don't want to be on it like yeah. an awful lot. So staring at a tiny screen on your wrist. Yeah. Just isn't really something I'm particularly into. I quite like the fact it's quite 
it's almost quite minimalist in its you design. Can t- I think you could have that, you could take that out to a social event, you know, if you're out like, yeah. for a nice dinner and you can wear that and it doesn't look like you're one of those kind of health freaks that's counting uh-huh. your steps. Aye. I mean, the next watch I'm going to go on to is a Fitbit and it's one of the only Fitbits where they've moved away from their classic, classic design. Yeah. But for me, I feel like you've either got the stigma of you're wearing a fully fledged smartwatch which is thick and bulky mm-hmm. or you do have that Fitbit mentality where whoever's looking at you goes oh god they must they uh-huh. are trying to get their 10,000 steps uh, every day absolute health gimp which is not a bad thing I think looking after yourself is great and the Nokia Health I mean it's Nokia Health it's obviously meant for tracking exercise it tracks your steps your heart rate it just doesn't put it front and centre it's a more discreet way it's a more subtle way it just does the work it just tracks and then you look at your phone for the analysis. I think as well, like, I think what is, what people see Fitbits as is like, do you know, ten years ago when somebody had an iPhone mm-hmm. and they would always talk about the fact they had an iPhone. Yes. People now always talk like you see when you meet somebody with a Fitbit, they're like, ah, oh my god, my Fitbit vibrated. I've done ten thousand steps. It's like that. Thank you. Yeah. Like my phone counts my steps. I'm happy for my phone to count my steps because I, like, I've got a wee retro Casio watch. That does me well, as you can see, like a lot of the paint scraped off and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can see that. that yeah. um, for me, I just that's the only, I like a, I like a watch that is aesthetically pleasing. I like a watch that's good to look at. Yeah, which I feel that is, and I like a watch just to, just to tell me the time. Totally. For me, the main selling point of the Steel HR is that twenty-five day battery life. Yeah. And when you do go to charge it, it does have one of those really nice um, dot almost like a dock that you just lay the head of the watch down and it charges wirelessly uh-huh. so you're not having to worry about plugging in cables with some of the cheaper smart watches that you're having to deal yeah. with um, so the Nokia Health Steel HR comes in at 169.99 I think they do still offer different models but for me the Steel HR was the one that I thought was the, the obvious one to go yeah. for um, I really like that that kind of bottom circle as well so yeah. you can see there the battery tell, life on it well, that's not the battery life the battery that's life? the percentage of your steps Oh, so I'm assuming so that you analog. can set a target. So you can set a target. And then once you go round the full wee circle. You know you've hit your target. That is... Um, so rather than looking at your thing and seeing 8045. <laughs> I've also noticed you can get uh, leather woven and silicon straps because yeah. that one of the turn-offs for me with smartwatches. I'm not a big fan of the silicon strap. They actually rub up against my wrists. Yeah. And I get a lot of like weird red rashes around my wrists when I wear the silicon ones. So I'd love to get, I'd love to try it out one of the woven ones, I think, would be uh, really nice. We're just having a wee look with the woven one. That's lovely. Yeah, the, the blue and the, the sort of brown leather just connecting the watch to the strap itself is good. Uh, I quite like the leather, I have to say. Yeah. Looking at this, probably the brown leather. Yeah. Um, but then in which case, brown leather with a white face and the um, sort of steel coloured case, I think would be the, the one for me. Um, I'm assuming that when you change that, like from silicon to leather, the price will go up, that kind of thing. But I think £170 as a base price for this watch is... Very good. What what was you what are we giving this out of ten? For me, again, I'm a bit biased. I used to have one of these watches when they were weddings and I had a great experience with it. The only mm-hmm. reason I stopped using it was again because of that silicon band. Yeah. Just frustrated the life out of me. 
and the Withings pot wasn't compatible with any of the other um, leather or uh, woven bands, mm -hmm. so I ended up chucking it. But uh, I'd give this one a solid 9 out of 10. I nine don't, out there's, of 10. there's not much I can complain about with it. Um, if there was anything I was going to complain about is that it does feel... 170 does feel kind of expensive when you consider that all of the apps that you can get on the slightly yeah. cheaper watches but at the same time I think what you're getting you're getting what you pay for with this one yeah. but again that would be my own only nitpick well I think it's one of those where if you're looking at smart watches and you're looking like this kind of at this kind of technology below a certain price point then you are going to be faced with one or the other. You're not going to get everything you want. Yeah. Um. So if apps is what you want, the tick watch is probably better. I'd say so. From the ones that I've spoken about so far, I'd definitely yeah. say it's got a more feature-rich <coughs> experience. But if you're looking for something which does per certain things really, really well, yeah, and is also a bit more subtle, I'd definitely say the Steel HR. Okay. Um. So I spoke about Fitbit earlier. I'm going to go on to Fitbit. They've released a new smartwatch called the Fitbit Versa. Well, this is their most recent foray into um, their smartwatch range. I kind of first got into Fitbit when uh, they brought out the Fitbit Blaze, which was okay. their first smartwatch. Uh, we used to sell them in old work. Um, it had a tiny display, and I really wasn't a fan of it. The software wasn't too exciting either. Um, but the Versa seems to be a really nice watch in terms of the design looking a lot like the Apple Watch. I was going to say that. I, I mean, I, do you like the design? Did you say you like the design? I don't mind it. I think it's. I think it would be. I don't know. Like, I mean, for for what you're looking for, you're obviously running an Android device. So your Apple Watch is pretty much out the window. Mm -hmm. So if you like that design, then I think that the Fitbit Versa gives you that same really sleek design, but with just a different feature set and a totally different ecosystem which is yeah. cross compatible um, so one of the big selling points I thought for the Fitbit Versa was that it comes with Fitbit Pay which is their own payment system so much oh. like Android Pay and much like um, Apple Pay and all the rest of it Fitbit have now brought their own payment system to all their smartwatch ranges yeah. um, which is really cool it's really nice to see Fitbit kind of extending out from just their classic uh, step tracking heart tracking they're actually trying to push out into more of a lifestyle brand mm -hmm. which I find really interesting um, this uh, watch I think comes with a four to five day battery life and I'm not really seeing anything online to dispute that okay. um, I think a lot of people in terms of smartwatches have maybe already experienced a Fitbit so they already know what they're getting themselves into when they mm -hmm. buy one I think you've got that ability of if you're coming from like a uh, Fitbit um, HR or something like that, then you're going to be familiar with the app, familiar with the setup, familiar with the software. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it's similar to when you buy a phone and then you, you're looking to upgrade. Uh -huh. You get something which you know and love already. And I think yeah. the Fitbit Versa does provide that. Um, I think you're looking at the feature set just now. You can um, kind of see it, they've kind of got it all sussed out. One of the one of their big selling points again, they they're still all about their fitness, but they've got these on screen workouts now. So you can glance down to your phone and it'll tell you what you should be doing directly for your oh, workout. Okay. So for a lot of people at the moment when they're doing a workout, they need to use an, a phone app. This alleviates the need for the phone altogether. It can track your workout, dictate your workout, tell you when to stop, when to take a break. It does the full work. So they're really trying to build it as an all in one device. Um, um, what's your thoughts on this one? Uh, I've got to say that when I looked up the image, I thought at first that it looked quite horrendous. But then, see, seeing it on like a wrist as well, there, if you, again, if you look up Fitbit Versa, you'll get images. Um, it looks better on a wrist than it does 
Yeah. Um, I mean, some reviews, some reviews do watch. say that it looks a little, a little bit childish, so I'm not too sure about the actual material of the watch. The, I, I think that well, you would presume that's a silicon band there. There's a special edition one that looks like like a woven material again, uh, and I've got to say I quite like the look of that. That's lovely. Charcoal woven with graphite aluminium. Aluminium. Um, as you, like, I agree with what you said. Like, if you if you've had a Fitbit before, then this would probably be the one to go for. Totally. Uh, it's just that classic brand loyalty thing that people have, where they just, for some reason, like people just can't seem to break their own cycles. They just get far too comfortable. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not recommending this watch purely on the. The familiarity. I just do think that if you know someone who's good, who's had a Fitbit or you've had a Fitbit previously, yeah. it's really easy for you to get in and get connected. Especially if you're wanting to say compete with your friends to see who can do the best workout, who can have the most steps. Um, Fitbit have been able to bring a lot of apps to their own ecosystem as well. Mm -hmm. So as much as they aren't Android or iOS, they are able to tie in with things like Spotify and stuff, which yeah, is really well, good. That's what I was going to say. See, in terms of. Uh, so we looked at the tech watch, yeah. which seemed to be very app intensive. Yeah. We looked at the Nokia, yeah. which seemed to be very fitness intensive. I wouldn't well, say it's fitness intensive, I'd say it's just app light. Yeah. It's um, more of a tracker than a smartwatch. This I'd say. seems to be, in terms of looking at the battery life, yeah. goes from like less than two days, 25 plus days to four plus days. I would say that's a perfectly reasonable middle ground. Yep. Uh, the apps seem to be, from what I can see here, not as app heavy as the Tech Watch, but yeah. still enough that you would get going. So that seems to be the best all rounder that we've seen so far. I'd say so. Um, you can get it with a leather band as well. I've just seen there, and you can get it with wireless headphones. Again, it's just one of those things where, if it works well, with what you have, if you know it, then it would probably be a, probably be. A, quite a decent watch good investment um, um, I'd, I'd say out of 10 I'm going to give this one an 8 an 8 uh, marks down as for price again this one comes in at £200 £19999 so for me right on the limit right on the limit and you're only calling it a all rounder yeah. rather than it's not nailing anything in my opinion I think it's just doing a lot of things well but it's not doing them great jack, jack of all trades it's a jack of all trades totally um, so if you know other folk who've maybe got a Fitbit or you've already had a Fitbit I'd recommend it but other than that I don't know I think there might be something out there that's a little bit more suitable for what you're looking for yeah so, moving on yet again. Moving swiftly on. Now, this watch was one that I didn't really think was getting much hype these days. It was the, the LG Watch Style. Um, now, this watch was actually uh, made in collaboration with Google when they were releasing ah, Android 2. Android okay. Wear 2.0. And it got fairly decent reviews when I was looking it up online. Um, it's a circular display, which, again, it's like the Tick Watch, but back in the day, that was always very rare to find with smartwatches. Mm -hmm. It was always square displays, pretty ugly looking, whereas the LG Watch style is a really nice looking watch. Now, I think when you look at it right away, it doesn't scream premium. No. But what you do get is it is one of the thinnest watches. It's only 10.8 millimeters thick, which in terms of what you're looking for, for battery life and stuff, it yeah. does an, an immensely nice job. I'm a really big fan of thin watches. I like the Skagen watches and I don't mind like some other kind of non-brand ones when, yeah. when they're nice and thin. So when I seen this, it immediately stood out to me because it's a thin watch with the full screen and 
I think if you were wanting to pay a bit more money, you'd get the premium premium materials around it. But just yeah. for that sub two hundred price point, you're getting the plastic face rather than something a bit more full on. Oh, I was going to say like the thing that immediately caught my eye in terms of the uh, design was the, the the plastic sort of uh, border. Bless you, bless you. Apologies, uh, hay fever season. Oh, I see. I've I've always been lucky. Blessed. You've known um, me for years. This is not new to oh, you. Oh, this is not new. Gemma gets really bad with hay fever as well, like horrendously bad. Brutal. Um, but yeah, the you can get a genuine Italian leather band, genuine. which is good. Uh, but it's the plastic uh, sort of circular casing of the watch itself. Yeah. That sort of. Now it wouldn't surprise me at all if there is another LG watch out there, which is the exact same, just with. Uh, steel or metallic um, build yeah. for me again it depends where you're going to be using the watch for this is one of the cheapest watches coming in at 150 but I think you can get it a little bit cheaper on Amazon I think I've seen it for 139 so you are getting this is one of the lower end in terms of the watches that I'm recommending in general yeah. and you know you can't expect them to have all the high end materials and all the high end apps at that uh-huh. price point they do need to that sacrifice in something so I've been trying to kind of go around all the different categories. This is the one that I would say is the most similar to the Tick Watch. I think you're getting more brand recognition and potentially a little bit more in terms of brand trust. Yeah. I think I would trust a brand like LG more than I trust a brand like Tick Watch. Yeah. That's just me personally. I might be wrong with that. I actually don't mind supporting new brands. Um, well, obviously, being, like being a, a start up company yourself. Totally, like, but even even like when the smartwatch industry came out with like the Pebble Watch, mm-hmm. who were eventually bought by Fitbit. You know, they were fantastic watches with that kick, with those Kickstarter campaigns. Um, but just in terms of what the Tick Watch is doing is a fairly vanilla experience. And I think if you're wanting to get a vanilla experience, do it with, with the company that collaborated with Google yeah. during development. Well, I was just going to say this watch includes Google Assistant, has a OLED display and charges wirelessly and is water dust resistant. Uh, what are we looking battery life wise? Uh, it does get not the best battery life, but for me, I don't see that as a major detractor due to the fact that it is the thinnest Android Wear watch on the market. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't expect it to have like a five, six battery life when it is five or six millimeters thinner than everyone yeah. else. I mean, that's what you're shaving off when you're making the, the phone thinner. Well, uh, it's, that, um, it's that sort of, again, as we said, like those compromises to be made. So Totally. And, I mean, you're, and you're the very person who spoke about how most of the smartwatches were so big. Yeah. So this watch was designed to tackle that. Yeah. But at I the mean, same time, you can't, you can't keep that long battery. Don't, don't get me wrong. It doesn't look, doesn't look bad. I wouldn't say it looks bad. It just... It, Compared to the other watches that yeah, we've looked at, I, I would think say the the most pleasing one on the eye so far has to be the Nokia. Yes. Um, but this seems again like a good all round. There's a couple of as we've had with the rest of them. There's a couple yeah. of uh, sacrifices. Again, to it uses it uses the dial here to navigate as well. So you've got yeah. the full touch and you've got that extra kind of interaction le- level with the watch so I think a lot of thought and care has been put into the phone mm-hmm. I just think if you are someone who wants a premium looking watch which I think you would if you're spending about 130 140 pounds then maybe I wouldn't maybe say this one might not be for you mm-hmm. but again very similar to the Fitbit it seems to be a jack of many trades but at a much more fi- affordable price point yeah so I would say I recommend it more than the Fitbit Versa on that basis well I think the thing that might be going for LG here is you're talking about like trusting a brand. LG aren't known for smartwatches, so maybe that's why they're trying to undercut the market a wee yep. bit. 
but they are known for like pretty much every other type of electronic good going. Yeah. So I think it I think it is a good compromise. What what are we giving this out of ten? You know, for me it's a seven eight. 7. I was thinking 5. a seven point five out of ten. Seven point five. You know, I think if it had that steel the steel body uh-huh. and you know for that I would probably bring Bumble up to an eight point five nine maybe. Um, I'd maybe say do a little bit of research on the other smartwatches that LG have, see if there is anything out there that suits your needs. What you will probably find though is as you improve the build quality, the thickness of the device will also increase. And that will also improve the battery life. Uh, It just depends if you're happy to wear a bulky watch. Yeah, it's one of those things like, I just, for for me like, and I'm sure a lot of other people watches, they're about the aesthetic as well. And I think that's why like people might think it's harsh that we would say that it would be an 8.5 if it had a steel like sort of perimeter if you want to call it that. Um, well I think it also affects the longevity of the watch. I think your trust yeah. in a plastic watch isn't as high as your trust in a steel watch. Uh-huh. In terms of throwing it about, and I don't mean that in a bad way, obviously you look after your stuff. But if you drop a steel watch, I don't think you would ever consider it breaking. No. But I feel like a plastic watch, I don't know how trustworthy well, you would see, feel The amount it. of time, this is like a like some form of alloy anyway, it's metal. Um, this Casio watch I have, and the amount of times that I've hit it off like brick yeah. and all that kind of thing. Like just the bare watch hitting brick and it's been absolutely fine. Totally fine. Cool. Um, so a 7.5 out of 10 7.5 so for that the Nokia Health is still leading the way it is with it 9 is. out of 10 correct I mean, and though. the Tick Watch is bottom still with 7 out of 10 yeah I mean when you say it like that it makes it sound harsh because uh-huh. it's not a phone that I, it's not a smartwatch that I wouldn't recommend I just think it is like that base level yeah. of decency yeah. like um, you could go for that and you'd be totally Passable. happy Totally, totally passable. Uh, so what? That's four watches we've been through. That's so four far. watches. So they're the four that are within the price budget. The to close out, we're going for the Samsung Galaxy Gear S three. Oh, good luck searching that one. Now then, the Samsung Galaxy Gear S three. Correct, Amundo. Okay, the Samsung. So what can you tell us about this? Uh, about this watch then, Peter? So this is Samsung's um, top of the line smartwatch. This is the one that they tend to announce every year whenever they're, they're announcing the latest smartwatch, like their S8 or their S9. Um, it's got an always-on display, which is something which I'm very impressed by whenever I think about it. So basically, a lot of the screens they obviously turn off, and you need to flick your wrist in order to look at the time. This has got an always-on display, so you can always see the time like a real watch. Yeah. Um, now the S3 comes in a fair mul- multitude of designs. You've got the classic sports and steel version, but then you've also got the S3 Classic, which yeah. I think looks fantastic. It's got that kind of ridged, um, cr- um, is that crown? That's not the crown, the twistable. Yeah, the, I think it's a bezel. Bezel, that's the one. You've got that ridged bezel, and uh, I think it gives it a really, really nice finessed finish. Um, it's a very very big watch which you can uh-huh. tell but it's styled to look like a big watch uh, I think if you do see a lot of these tag cures a lot of these premium watches it looks like a Swiss watch yeah. looking at it and I think if you look at a lot of those watches you, you buy them and with the expectation of the mechanics to be bulky and big but reliable yeah. and I think this watch kind of exudes a similar style um, it's extremely premium in terms of the materials it is big but with that big body, you're getting a big display, you're getting a fantastic battery life, um, and it's just kind of, it's built for that purpose, uh-huh. uh, it's great, um, it's water resistant, dust resistant, you've got the wireless charging that you're getting with most of the other watches these days, um, I think it's a really nice aesthetically pleasing watch, I think it's a very traditional looking watch, which is uh-huh, nice. Oh, that's what I was thinking, like, it's sort of like, 
when you imagine someone like a businessman, when you picture a businessman, you picture a businessman's watch. Yes. There's like a black or brown leather strap, <laughs> silver, like stainless steel. It's 20 dials. So, uh-huh. Like, but at the same time, it's not like overpowering as yes. a watch. Like it just, it just looks like a watch. Yeah. Um, which is very good. At the moment, it is down. One hundred pounds from three four nine yeah. to two four nine. So that's why I thought it'd be a great recommendation. Is it is only fifty pounds over the budget, but mm-hmm. when you on your original budget is two hundred pounds, it normally was three fifty. Yeah. Um, well, as we said, that's the same price as the Apple. Watch. That's the same price as the Apple Watch, Samsung, Apple. Obviously, they are neck and neck when it comes to a lot of their devices. They price them very similarly. Um, now the Samsung Gear S3, it doesn't run on Android, which is, I think throws off a lot of people because yeah. all their phones run off Android. It runs off their own operating system, which they call Tizen. Mm-hmm. So again, it's a very it's a uh, their own ecosystem. They run Tizen on their TVs, their fridges, like pretty much all third party devices runs Tizen of some sort. Okay. Um, but it's been about for a couple of years now, and because the Gear S three is the main opposition when it comes to the Apple Watch, you have had a lot of third parties who have built apps now for Tizen. So very recently, Spotify just announced um, offline playlist integration and downloading albums. So that's the Gear S3's got inbuilt storage. Okay. So you can download a playlist to it, connect your wireless headphones and leave without your phone. You can go a run, go a walk and you can have your music playing. No hassle at all. How much um, How much memory are we talking I don't know how much it has inbuilt. That's a great question. You might need to bump into the specs for that. I didn't, do, I didn't write that in my notes, Adam. Oh. You're showing Here me up. Three the end. Man with the keys. Specs the man with the keys. Man with the keys. The man on the the plastic. So four either. gig. Let's get four gig. Four gig. So it's not a huge amount. Uh, one other thing to mention though about the S3 is that it does come with a SIM card slot. So the, it's it's like the Apple Watch Series 3 where it's cellular. Mm-hmm. So you can plug in a SIM card and you can use that to receive and make calls. Yeah. Which is something that not a lot of the other watches do. In fact, none of them in this price range do that whatsoever. Uh huh. So I think with the Gear S3 you're getting a big watch, you're getting a premium watch, um, but I think with that £100 off it's a really lucrative one to look I at. I think that is, a, that is a great deal, I think. Um, you're getting a lot of extended functionality. Uh-huh, in terms of value for money for an extra, I mean like a lot of the watches, I mean if you're looking at the Fitbit, which is the next most expensive watch on this list and comparing it to that, it's, it's a no contest. No contest. You'd say opinion. the Samsung would win on every single like aspect I think it wins in every single aspect apart from it falls into your stereotype of it's a huge glaring yeah. smartwatch I know they've styled it but when you do wear it it does still feel like you're wearing mm-hmm. a huge smartwatch it is heavy it is cumbersome it doesn't feel too finessed um, but again that would be my only downgrade so I'd give that a 9 out of 10 as well a 9 out of 10 as well I'd give that another 9 so we have we have a tie we've been through all five watches we've considered uh, value for money we've considered uh, what what is on offer I want to tie the bottom as well I'm going to give the tick watch a 7.5 I don't think it's fair that it stays in the bottom because I think the tick watch and the LG are very very similar mm-hmm. and I think it's purely down to personal preference as to what one you'd pick out of them so I'm going to give them okay. both a 7.5 ok right so um, we have a tie for the lead because that's the most important thing we're trying to recommend a watch yes. for our good friend Um now, you've given two watches 9 out of 10. Yeah, but for two very different reasons. Uh-huh. So, 
I know it was difficult to compare, however, I would quite like it, and I'm sure Chris would quite like it if we could get a number one, if you had to pick one. So the way I would look at it is, you need to look at it from how do you use your, how are you planning on using your smartwatch? Uh -huh. If you're planning on using it as a companion to your phone, where you're just looking for a stylish watch, which will add some nice smartwatch benefits to mm -hmm. your life, whilst not being a hassle, then I definitely see the Nokia Health, because I think that the style, the thinness with that 25 day battery, and all the kind of health features that it offers you, I think it's a great looking watch and mm -hmm. does a lot of stuff well. I think if you are looking for that gung-ho, full-on smartwatch experience, i definitely say the Gear S3. You know, you do have the huge screen, you've got the huge bezel. I think you're definitely getting into the traditional smartwatch range mm -hmm. at that point. Um, I think if the, the Gear S3 was three fifty, I wouldn't recommend it. No. The only reason I'm recommending it is because it's at that two fifty price point. So, Chris, if you're happy to wear a big bulging watch, then I think that the Gear S3 is the one that you would be wanting to go for because I know you, Chris, you're quite the techie. Mm -hmm. I think if you were looking for something a little bit more subtle, so you are able to wear that when you're at work and when you're chilling out and not feel like you are being locked down or it looks uh -huh. out of place, I think that the Nokia Health Watch does tend to be a little bit more subtle and in my opinion is a little bit more finessed. Yeah, I've got to say in terms of the watches we've discussed, if I mean this is, you could totally trust Pete's opinion but if you do care about my opinion, which I mean I wouldn't blame you if you didn't, um, I would have to say that the, 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 the best one I've seen, having looked at them and going through them with Pete, is probably the Nokia Health. Uh, watch, I think that it's just, but again, as you said, it's what you want to use it for. I'd be, I'd be it's a different style of watch, you yeah. know. You're not getting that. F you're not getting the screen. It's the only phone that I've mentioned that doesn't come with a full display. Yeah. But I think from that trade-off, you're getting a lot of finesse and a lot of style yeah. and a much longer battery life. Mm -hmm. See, not having to charge your phone for or your smartwatch for twenty-five days. It doesn't be a hassle. It's not uh -huh. another thing you need and to charge it. It is just a watch if you're wearing it like that. Yeah. Um, I think the always on feature in the Gear S3 is a fantastic feature that I would like to see on most smartwatches. Um, but uh -huh, the Nokia Health would be the one I would go for, but I'm quite minimalist with what I would want from a smartwatch, but it is a down to personal preference. Well you came in saying that you weren't a big fan of smartwatches, I'm quite happy to hear you that there's one that you like. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, just, <laughs> like, just because I'm not, like, I would, I'm not planning on buying one for the foreseeable future, Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of improvements need to be made with all smartwatches to be honest. But So if you were to look at the, the Nokia Health or the Gear S3, really curious to know what you would add, what you would like to see added to it or changed that would make it more suitable for how you well, would like. Uh, like just as just as we said with it with the Samsung, uh, like it's, ju it's just the trade off. With the Samsung, I would like it to be a bit more sleek, a bit more like just just ergonomically better. You don't want to be wearing, you don't want to be walking with a limp because your left hand side weighs two <laughs> kilograms more than your right hand side. Totally. Um, with the Nokia watch, just just more features really. Yeah. It's, again, just the trade off. Like obviously, nothing's going to be perfect. Like iPhones aren't perfect, Huawei's aren't perfect. Like, same with smartwatches, but you can. Bo I would say both the phones that we have can do everything well enough. Yeah. And I don't think there are many smartwatches out there that can do everything well enough yet, and that's the thing that they have to be able to do. Yeah, I think if the you you were able to get a version of the Nokia Health with a full display, and it had a few more apps for it, 
for the option yeah. of being able to extend the functionality, I think you'd have a dream watch right there. Mm. See if you had the option of having a 20 day low tech mode, Yeah. but then if you want to fire on Spotify or you want to fire on your emails and be able to look at them, but your battery goes down in maybe like five, ten days, I think that'd be a really good compromise. Uh-huh. But I think because it's either one or the other, you need to decide on how you're going to have to use the smartwatch before you buy it. Mm. I think that's tough. I think that's really tough. Um, what I would say is, I think you've mentioned it already, that Nokia Health give you a 30-day return that's period. That's what I was just about to say as well. Yeah, the 30-day return is a good thing. So if you're torn between the two of them, you could get the Nokia... You could get both. Oh, but then you're stuck with the SC if you don't want it, if you need a return. Well, you could get the Nokia. Ah, you've got a return. You've got 14 days, I'd imagine. 14 days. Uh-huh. So shops. if you want, you could get both. See which one you prefer. And then or you go or you money. go for the Nokia Health, then you after the thirty days do you go, I'm happy with this, mm-hmm. and if you're not happy with it then you know the other one's for you. But then what I was going to the thing is you don't know if that other watch is going to be two hundred and fifty by the end of the thirty Ooh. days. And as as the thing as well, if you're willing to spend an extra eighty pounds potentially on the watch, but it's entirely up to yourself. Um, I think that has been a very productive podcast. Definitely. I uh, want to thank Chris for uh, reaching out. Yeah. It was fantastic to give us something to speak about, uh-huh. give us um, a bit of direction for the podcast. Um, so for anyone listening, for anyone else, uh, you, you guys can uh, reach out as well. There's a few ways that you can get in touch. First way is by using the Anchor app. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we've said in every podcast, we use Anchor to produce our, our podcast. And uh, one of the best features they offer is the voice message functionality. So you can jump in, listen to our um, podcast, and then if you've got any questions, suggestions, feedback, anything at all, you can leave that in a voice message. And uh, if it's good, just as Chris did, and uh, you know that might help influence a future podcast episode. Um, If you're not wanting to do that, you can drop us an email. You can use hello at technicallypod.co.uk. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and the handle for that is uh, technicallypod. Yeah. Um, we are planning on getting the website up and going fairly soon. It's just we've been totally busy with other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, heading to close out with that. Uh, the website probably will be July before it's rolled out. I do. Yeah. Um, just because like we are currently having to pre-record a lot of episodes because I'm away for two weeks. Don't give it away. Uh, so by the time I'm back, it will be late June. And by the time we get our houses in order, get get back, meet up again, uh, and discuss what's going to happen with the website, it will probably be maybe the first or second week in July before we finally get the website rolled out. We'll hopefully do it as soon as we can. Uh, but uh huh. Thank you very much for listening. I've been Aaron McAleese, and your uh, brain for this episode was the one and only. Yeah, that was me, Peter Donahue. Peter Donahue, thank you very much for listening. Let the power. Thank you guys.